Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the High Energy Health Podcast. I am Miriam Paninsky and I'm honored to be guest hosting for my good friend, teacher, mentor, colleague, Dawson Church. Today I have the honor and pleasure of talking to Angela Wicks and her newest book that she edited called Finding Your Calm. Welcome, Angela. So glad you're here. Yes, thank you for having me. For those of you who don't know Angela yet, but we'll get to know her promptly, I just want to introduce her. I just want to introduce her with a few words. So Angela Wicks was formerly an acquiring editor at Llewellyn Worldwide for nearly 12 years and is currently an editor for books on personal transformation, wellness, and spirituality at Sounds True. She is the author of The Secret Psychic and Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns and has contributed her art and writing to additional Llewellyn titles, including Finding Your Calm, which we will be talking about today, 2025 Magical Almanac and Llewellyn's Complete Book of Mindful Living. She's also a certified medical Reiki master and a certified massage therapist and ordained interfaith minister of spiritual healing and intuitive medium in training. Again, I'm so glad to have you here and talking about these amazing modalities today. <laughs> There's a lot to delve into. <laughs> yes, lots to, dive, lots to dive into. And I think that's what I want to kind of like start with because so you are the editor of a book that combines 12 different methods. If you could just generally talk to us a little bit about how did this book come about? How did you choose those 12 methods and yeah. it's their authors? I'm just really curious to hear more about that process. Yeah, it was actually a really fun avenue to the development of this. So as an acquiring editor at Llewellyn, I was always trying to come up with book ideas and then find the authors to write those book ideas. <laughs> in addition to submissions coming in and looking at those, that's part of the process as well. And one of the submissions that came in was from author Shannon Yurizari, who is included in this book, Finding Your Calm. And she provided a proposal that was on a book on ASMR which if people don't know what ASMR is, it's it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it's a term that's used to describe the sensation that you get from specific triggering audio or visual stimuli. And it can be very soothing. It can kind of almost be somewhat hypnotic or give you like goosebumps or tingling. My go-to example of that is always Bob Ross, <laughs> because I definitely get that from listening to his videos and watching him painting. It's just kind of like you go into this hypnotic, really soothing mode. So she presented this proposal on ASMR and we were like, this is a great topic, but we don't see it translating to a complete book because that process is so much about the experiential like audio or visual material. And so it just kind of spun from there of like, how could this be a piece of a book? Because we really want to give it to people because it's an awesome topic and we know that people want to learn more about it. 
And so we came to the conclusion that it could be a chapter in a book. And what else would that book be if this was a chapter? And so it just kind of spun from there. Like ASMR, people a lot of times are using it for stress relief, soothing anxiety, just kind of winding down. And we know that people are looking for materials on just soothing anxiety. How do we regulate the nervous system? Finding that healing wave in the body of just like, working in in partnership with the body for stress relief. And so that was the beginning of it. And then from there, I and another of the acquiring editors, Amy Glazer, got to give a shout out to her. She's a fantastic editor. And we worked together to find the topics that we felt were unique, that people might not necessarily be like, oh, I need stress relief. This is is what I'm going to look into. We were looking for those kind of topics that were a little bit outside the box of like all, giving people alternative methods to be working with. Mm-hmm. So that's how it came about. <laughs> that's fantastic. What a, again, it's so interesting how these kind of like things come together, because I think you both managed to kind of like find a combination of authors where you do, that was kind of like dipping your toes into some of these techniques, but it's at the same, t- same time not losing the depth for each of those techniques, which I think right. is sometimes a hard balance with kind of like these edited books where you're really just talking in a chapter about meditation or EFT tapping, you know, and and all of these things that can be so time consuming, yet it's I think it's bite sized, yet it's it it doesn't lose depth with how you edit it. And I think I really, I really love that. Yeah. And I think part of it is because we were specifically looking for the authors who really specialized in each of these topic areas and modalities where they really know very deeply what each of those topics is about. And so it was natural for them to go in depth. Yeah, that's fantastic. And also, like, I want to just say to our audience that we'll later on, Angela share a little bit more about her practice, because she also contributed one of the chapters in the books, not just the introductions, but also one of the chapters, uh, Find Peace Through good sleep practices. I'd love to hear, I'm not quite sure what you'll take us in in the practice (laughs) later on, but I'd love to talk a little bit about that, that chapter, because I think that kind of entails so such an important topic for so many of us, especially in times of stress, especially in times of hyper anxiety, how to find, you know, we know, of course, good sleep is going to help us but that doesn't necessarily kind of like, that's not necessarily a good enough information for our brain and our nervous system, which keeps us awake and hypervigilant. So, so please, if you could elaborate a little bit on this, this would be fantastic. Yes. So I was really drawn to, as we were creating the outline for the book, this was a topic that I threw out there and I offered, you know, if no one immediately comes to mind, I could definitely write on this chapter because it is an area that I have been very challenged by my entire life. And so I have an all- a lot of knowledge around it because I've had to find solutions and research and self-care for myself in this area. And so in the chapter, I talk a lot about how to optimize your environment for sleep. And I think this is a really good starting point that people are usually somewhat aware of, of like, okay, you declutter your space, you get rid of electronics in your space. You could have white noise, try to eliminate light, make it comfortable. It's like knocking out all those basics. But then I try to take it like farther than that of like, how can we define what your sleep challenges are up front and try to work through those? Like, for example, for some people, it might be 
I think this is, people are commonly aware of this too, of like, if you're very sensitive to caffeine, maybe you eliminate it or you only have it in the morning. But for some people, particularly those who are neurodivergent, such as ADHD, people who have ADHD, a lot of times, if they have caffeine, it actually makes them tired. So Mm -hmm. it's really looking at the individual experience of like, what are your unique on very specific sleep challenges that you're that you may be presented with and how can you work through those. So I outline a lot of what those potentials might be because sometimes they're things we aren't necessarily aware of. And so I kind of cue what some of those potentials might be. And then I go into how you can create a more effective sleep routine. So setting up your sleep, it's thinking about the moments before you're getting ready for bed and trying to wind down. So and those sleep pre-sleep activities and trying to prepare you for good sleep. And then with that in mind, I provide a few different practices in the chapter. So I look at, I provide a couple of movement stretching sequences in that I partnered with Shannon Urizari, who is a yoga instructor. And so we set out a couple of sequences for how to move out energy through these stretching sequences. And then there's a restorative sequence to really soothe and calm the body. Then I get into a practice on connecting with spirit and the higher self. So you can work on winding down, tuning into spirit. This can help to relax and let go. And you're also downloading any intuitive guidance or jotting down any extraneous thoughts that you have in your mind to kind of just get it all out on the page before you're trying to sleep. And then the last practice, which is the one that I'll share today, it's a guided meditation and energy work practice for relaxation and sending you up for sleep. So I just kind of tried to hit all avenues, just looking at what those challenges are, trying to help you move through them and really look individually at what your experience is. Yeah, I love it. You're saying also like about the preparation and the moments before you're going to sleep and kind of like getting any kind of like excess thoughts out on the page. I recently, someone, someone, a teacher of mine shared with me that the Dalai Lama was once asked what, what he is dreaming and he's saying, I don't dream because they were just curious about any lucid dreams that the Dalai Lama might be having. And the Dalai Lama was basically saying, I don't dream anything. I get rid of all of it before I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> because you mentioned that kind of so openly, kind of like about your own challenges with good sleep. And I think it's always useful to kind of like hear about some personal challenges. Would you mind sharing some of those and kind of like how, what practices have specifically helped you and kind of like changing your sleep pattern? Absolutely. So I would preface this by saying I have not like completely solved my own challenges. I swing, I'm a pendulum. I swing back and forth. And part of, part of my own writing, all of my books are about, these are things that I found. These are, this is knowledge that's helpful. And it's knowledge that I often have to come back to and remind myself of and try to like swing myself back into balance. Part of my challenge is I am very, very sensory sensitive. I sleep very lightly. So my environment becomes very, very important to me. Like I need to wear earplugs. I have to have a fan on running for the white noise. I need a really soft blanket. Even like if I don't have the right kind of blanket, I'll keep waking up at night from the sensory sensation of like the comforter on my skin or a sheet or whatever. So I use a very soft blanket. (laughs) I'm guaranteed to not sleep good if I don't use that. Sometimes I'll go to sleep with a hot water bottle, having that extra warmth against me can help me relax and fall asleep. So there's like all of these little things that it's just like tricks that you've kind of figured out along the way. 
I also naturally, and I found this with my family, it's definitely a genetic thing. I'm a night owl. And so if I don't pay attention and attend to my own good sleep hygiene, I will be up until one, two, three in the morning. And then I'm just totally thrown off balance. So getting to sleep can be a challenge because I'm wired to stay up later. And so trying to go to bed earlier can be really hard for me (laughs) because if I know if I have this kind of sensation that I'm not going to fall asleep right away, I don't want to get into bed. So I kind of wait until I'm very tired to get into bed. So part of what I'm (laughs) getting to here is what really helps me is having something to look forward to. So one of the things that I do is I will have a book. A lot of times it's a book that I've already read that I know that I really like. I'll set that up and I can only read it in bed at night as I'm getting ready for bed. Or I'll do like number puzzles or crosswords, like things that I find enjoyable. And I'll listen to an audiobook sometimes if if I'm not reading and I'm doing a puzzle, I'll listen to an audiobook. So it's finding things that you enjoy and that you can look forward to that kind of entice you to be like, oh, I'm going to get into bed now. It's going to be cozy. I'm going to listen to this thing. That's what's really helped me a lot. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. And I'm I'm also, I really appreciate you being open that, you know, these, and it's usually like that for all of us, you know, the challenges that we've kind of always have had, we will kind of like recycle and go through kind of like these cycles and phases as to kind of like how they kind of like, yeah, how they slowly fade out, basically, but it is kind of like a cyclical thing in a way. Yeah, like a reset. (laughs) As an EFT practitioner, I would, and and you also have a chapter in there by Amy share about EFT tapping. And I would definitely kind of like love to kind of like see, and that's what I do also with clients who come in with kind of like with these kind of issues is to kind of like, okay, let's tap on these stories. This is genetic. This like these kind of things, like this is runs in my family. This is a very common thing. After all kind of like DNA and epigenetics, we can, you know, we we have neuroplasticity. And so kind of like referring back to another chapter where you can say, and how can I challenge the stories I tell myself Mm -hmm. about anything, whether it's my sleep or about, about any of these things. And they may have become true, but how true are they really? And how can I kind of like counter condition, counter condition Mm -hmm. them. So I love that you kind of like have these countering practices also in, in the book yourself. Right. What I'd love to hear more about. So we have like very practical things. We've kind of like creating calm through the vagus nerve. We have EFT tapping meditation, um, sleep practices, ASMR. We have kind of like a lot of things that go into kind of like mind body connection. Mm-hmm. And there's one chapter that kind of like sticks out in a way, I would say, from these practices, which is a chapter on by Leah Patterson on astrology and self-care. I'd love to hear more about how that found its way into that compilation and how yeah. you how what your perception is on like in combination with the other chapters. Yeah, that was actually really fun. That was a suggestion from Amy Glazer. And it definitely was not something that would have come to my mind of like, oh, let's let's find stress relief and soothe our anxiety. And hey, here's astrology, because <laughs> it's just not where I go. So I thought it was such an intriguing avenue to take with it. And Leah did such a good job with it, where she she kind of outlines each like I'm Scorpio. So she, she kind of outlines oh, me too. Each... Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um 
each person's thing and what what can be helpful in terms of sleep for your particular sign. And that was kind of one of the things that was our intention with the book was to offer these approaches that you might not necessarily be thinking of with the typical kind of advice that's out there. Yeah, so I thought it was just such such a fun topic to include here. <laughs> yeah, and it, it really was. It is fun. And it's kind of, again, it's interesting and kind of like how it's outlined. And I think it's like, again, just reemphasizing what you're mentioning about it is kind of like, it is the component of self-care and also saying, oh, these are not kind of necessarily... Of course, this is, you know, the sign by sign and kind of like generalized in that sense. But what could kind of like relate to you and your story and what could kind of like just help you in that sense in terms of your self-care practice? Yeah. Yeah. And really trying to get honed into the individual and your your specific type of experience and what might be specifically helpful for you, which I really love. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. How about, and I'd, I'd love to kind of like, I'm just being mindful of our time and of our break, because I'd like to dive in a little bit about how this book relates to also spirituality in everyday life, because I feel that is an important component here as well. So maybe we can just start chatting about that and we'll continue our conversation after the break. Yeah. So I feel like part of connecting to our spiritual selves has to do a lot with being able to let go of the physical and kind of tune inward, which can require us to find a place of calm. So I feel like the work that's in this book is such a foundational level to being able to connect with our spirituality and and every day. Yeah. And I'd love to continue that conversation. We'll go on a very short little break. Please tune right back in with us and with this conversation with Angela Wicks here today on High Energy Health. Thank you so much. Welcome back to today's episode of the High Energy Health Podcast. I'm Miriam Paninsky today in conversation with Angela Wicks and her newly book or edited by her called Finding Your Calm. And we were just talking about spirituality and I wanted to dive in a little bit more into that in terms of like how spirituality is related to to this book, but also to our everyday life, whether there was anything else you wanted to mention about that. Yeah, so basically, I was just saying that I feel like spirituality is so connected to us being able to kind of let go of the physical and tune inward, which can a big foundation of that requires us to be able to find this place of calm. And it can just be so chaotic and stressful just living life. (laughs) so finding those avenues can be really important that work for you individually and that's really what this book is presenting is those individual avenues you can look and see what specifically calls to you what works most effectively for you and that's something that I'm really passionate about in in my work in all the books I've written it's really about helping you as the reader find your own self-exploration and connect being able to connect with spirit those ways that feel most natural and authentic to you. And finding calm is definitely a foundational avenue for that. Yes. And there's actually research now that's backing this up in terms of like 
personal healing journeys, how, how much better we heal, whether it's from physical wounds or trauma, PTSD, um, if we do involve a spiritual practice or a trust or belief in some kind of higher power, whatever that is for you, we actually see exponentially how, how much better people are doing if there is a spiritual practice involved. But as you said, it's kind of like the, the calm or kind of like the calming of your nervous system is an important aspect when it comes to the physical, to the spiritual practice as well, because otherwise our nervous system is going to keep dragging us back into our body, basically. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So another chapter I was really intrigued by also from my practice as an EFT trainer, because obviously, you know, people who are becoming any kind of healers, you're going to have a large population of people who are coming in and going to say, I'm an empath. And some of it and with some of it, I struggle because how can I heal? How can I be present for someone if I kind of like if I get so absorbed in someone else's story? And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share a little bit about how that kind of like evolved for me or how my teachers kind of like brought me back into reality when it comes to that. But one of the chapters, chapter two by Christy Robinette is called Calming Techniques for Empaths. And I was wondering if you want to say a few words about about that and that chapter. Yeah, I love this topic so much because I know what it's like being this person who is just so sensitive and is such a sponge. Other people's stuff, the environment, just whatever it may be. So Christy Robinette, she's so great. She's also the author of Embrace Your Empathy. And so in this book, she offered a chapter on where she's sharing the different types of empaths. So kind of like if you're if your sensitivity lies in the physical, or it could be more emotional, maybe it's more intuitive or earth-based. She shares some exercises on just how to negate the negatives in terms of that sensitivity and the things you might be taking on from the environment or the people around you, and how you can try to let go of the stress that comes along with it, where she kind of goes into how to recognize unhealthy connections as well, which I think is really important. So trying to let go of what those unhealthy connections are and guiding you through how to recognize them and then also how to go through the process of trying to let those go. And then also just how to create boundaries that are effective for you. And that can be an excellent strategy for trying to manage stress levels is just working on boundaries that you have with other people. And how has this worked for you as a, you know, as a Reiki practitioner, as a massage practitioner, where you are a lot in other people's energy fields? Yeah. How, this, how, how is this looking in your, like in your own practice? Um, for me, it became really important to kind of have a ritual almost at the end, like an opening up at the beginning of sessions where I'm allowing myself to kind of be a part of their energy and their experience. But then at the end of sessions, I would also always have this kind of ritual winding down of releasing the energy that I might have taken on and then just closing it down, kind of separating my energy from their energy. This kind of might sound a little weird for people who don't practice energy work, but but like I can feel it as I'm saying it of like what this feels like when I do it. It's very intentional and um, it can be very 
necessary and effective for those types of practices. Yeah, 100% agree. And I think what she also mentions in that chapter a little bit is kind of like, again, what is the story you're kind of like keep telling, telling yourself about yourself and about you being an empath? And how is this kind of like, how is this story affecting you? How is it blocking you? What pieces of it can be released versus kind of like saying, okay, there is the reality of us kind of like, sometimes being those sponges, but what of it is kind of like, and usually there is like some protective mechanism in there as well, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it, it doesn't feel like a protector, but at mm -hmm. some point this has been kind of like protecting us. And so very kind of like very interesting how she puts that together and kind of like how she kind of like lays out these, as you were saying, these various types of um, of empaths and kind of like different, different directions. It's also and, recognizing the value in each of them, you know, like a lot yeah. of times when people get into the empath, discussion and it, it goes down the trail of like what are the challenges what are the negatives like these yeah. are the issues how do we deal yes. with them? like these are the symptoms but there's so much value in it yeah also and it's a really important to remember that like there's a it's actually exactly it's kind of like highly intuitive it's kind yes. of like how can you kind of like turn this in, into your superpower into your power also of presence when you're working with other people as healer or whatever and whatever yeah. modality how can this kind of like serve you both you and your client as a vessel of 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 presence and it's the same mm -hmm. kind of like that i say also to people that i train in eft is like your own story your own trauma can transmute into your superpower if you allow it and it's the same kind of like with these uh, saying we're an empath and how are we not protected but how can we be protected but also use the the good parts of it as kind of our power of presence in a session or in any kind of like healing context yeah and i know for me as energy work practitioner and especially in massage this the empath abilities allowed me to kind of feel in my own body where the issues were and then be able to address it in my client's body of like okay mm -hmm. I can feel this tension right here I'm gonna move this here okay that feels like I could feel it in my own body and that's a that's a very valuable <laughs> sen like sensory energetic experience to be able to make use of a hundred percent and also what you were saying about boundaries it's also mm -hmm. kind of just using it in terms of like a clarity of like how how can I bring how can I use this to have more clarity about what kind of boundaries I need what kind of setup I need what kind of setup do I need to go to sleep because I am highly sensitive or whatever right. it is you know and that transposes into other relationships as well and especially also for those of us who are parents I think this is this is an important tool in your own toolbox that you're also passing along to your children right Again, just being mindful of our timing here. In the next segment, I would love for, for Angela to share some of her own practice. So she'll take us through her own practice. I'm really curious to hear what that or see what that looks like. I'm, I'll be surprised as well. So <laughs> really, really excited about that. Wondering, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we dive into the practice in the next segment? You want to introduce it now in some way? I think I would just lead in by saying... Like at its heart, I think a lot of the work that we're talking about today, the self-exploration that listeners may be doing, I feel like a lot of this is all about feeling and that our experience, our emotion, our authentic selves, the mind, body, spirit, like the work that we're doing is about coming back to the feeling. Because I think a lot of the stress, the anxiety, the pace of life, like it can get us like in our heads trying to run from the sensations in our body, like 
trying to not feel. And so a lot of this is bringing us back. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and in that way, we're getting closer to who and what we truly are. Just you can kind of keep that in mind as we move into the practice in the next portion. Courageously move into your feelings that we've worked so hard to to keep at bay or to keep away from us. Yes. <laughs> but the reality is the only way out is through. And the more the more we can move into a state of acceptance, the the easier it is for us to process and let go of what no longer serves us. So we will be back in just a couple of minutes after a short little break when Angela will after which Angela will take us through a little practice. We'll be right back with you, the High Energy Health Podcast. Thank you. Welcome back to today's episode of High Energy Health. I'm Miriam Paninsky in conversation today with Angela Wicks, sharing about her newest book, that she, which she edited, Finding Your Calm. And in this segment, Angela was proposing to share a little bit of her own, of the practice. So Angela, off you, here you go. So. Yes. <laughs> so this is one of the practices that I include in my chapter on finding good sleep. So if you are doing this practice, just want to preface it by saying, please make sure you're in a safe space. You're not driving, (laughs) operating any equipment. So you can kind of settle in and get into a comfortable position and off we go. So I just want you to take a moment and settle in comfortably. And you can practice this meditation sitting or lying down. So you can start out by first relaxing your feet and your calves and moving up, relaxing your upper legs. Continue moving up and relax your hips. Now take a deep breath in and out. Relax your chest. Continue moving up. You feel the tension release from your neck. This relaxing sensation trickles down through your arms and into your hands. It spreads into your face now, and you feel your jaw and your lips and the muscles around your eyes and in your forehead, all relaxing. Another deep breath. And feel your body melting even more into the surface that's gently supporting you. Sit in this relaxed state for a moment. And now rest one hand on your heart and the other on your belly. And feel the energy in your hands. You might sense it as a movement or a thickening sensation in the space of your palms. 
and see this energy in your mind as a vibrant light. And it moves now from your hands into your heart space and abdomen. Feel the warmth as it fills your body and expands out to your limbs and up to your head. And in your mind's eye now, see yourself standing at the top of a set of stone stairs. And your feet are bare. You can feel the sensation of the stone under your feet. And you take a step down, and then another, and another. The stones are rough underfoot, and the air that was initially warm starts to feel damp and cool. You run your hand along the mossy stone walls as you continue making your way down. With each step, it's as if you're removing the weight of the day from your shoulders. The stairs continue downward until the sunlight from above is almost entirely out of sight. Finally, you reach the bottom, feeling light and free. And there you see a door. And you know that there is something fantastic waiting for you on the other side. You take a step forward. And wrap your hand around the cool knob and turn it and swing the door open. On the other side, you find a lux luxurious space for relaxation. Maybe it's a beach with turquoise waters, a reading nook stacked with pillows and blankets and books. Or it could be a giant bed topped with cozy comforters ready to envelop you. Move fully into your space and take it all in. As you're getting ready to sit down in your space, you notice a small table with a beautiful box sitting on it. Step closer and look at the details of this box. You pick it up, turn it over in your hands, and open it to see that it's empty, waiting for you to fill it. Set it back on the table now and take a deep breath. Again, feel your muscles relaxing all over and ask that any remaining tension be released. Any pain and discomfort you have, it rises up and away from you like steam in the air. See it form into a bubble and then solidify further into a gemstone. It hovers in the air in front of you until you take it and place it in the box where you then close the lid. The box and its contents disappear and are no longer your concern. Take another deep breath and feel the lightness that remains in your energy and body. Now fully immerse yourself into your space. Sit in your nook and watch the rain falling, the wind blowing through the trees. You're sitting on your beach and listening to the gentle waves.
Take the time you need to enjoy this space. If you choose to drift off to sleep from here, you're welcome to. If you decide to make your way back to the podcast, and into the day, you can see yourself stepping away from your lovely space. Know that it will be here waiting for you whenever you decide to return. You make your way back to the door. You go up, 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 back into the daylight, up ahead, up those stairs. And now you can open your eyes and take, take a moment to wiggle your toes, feel yourself back in your body. Take a stretch. You might get a drink of water or jot down the details of your experience so you don't forget. And that is a prep for sleep relaxation meditation. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angela. That was certainly very calming and very relaxing. And again, just re-emphasizing what Angela just pointed out, just making any notes about that space that you just that just came up it may have been something a space that you revisited before that you knew from before maybe it's something new that came up through that specific Angela created so take your time to to note down those details we are going on our last short little break before we come back for the last segment with Angela Wicks thank you so much Welcome back for our last segment of today's episode of the High Energy Health Podcast. I'm in conversation with Angela A. Wicks today about the book she edited called Finding Your Calm, um, published with Llewellyn Books. Um, so before we wrap this up, I would be, so again, these are like 12 different chapters of 12 different methodologies around finding your calm, about finding your peace, about around self-care. And we just talked about emp empaths. We also have the vagus nerve, florations, tuning into your body's wisdom, aromatherapy, visualizing, visualization of peace and calm, chakra work. We talked about astrology. I'm just listening because it's just so, um, so good to know what's in there. Meditation simplified. Also, also for those who think they're not meditators or haven't meditated, this is a really good introductory chapter. We talked about EFT tapping, we talked about sleep practices, which is Angela's chapter, ASMR, of course, mentioned, and amplifying joint gratitude through mindfulness by Melanie Klein and Mark Court with Mark Corden. Angela, I would be really curious, since some of these chapters also kind of like prized you in terms of like how you and the editors kind of like combined them. I'm really curious to hear what which of the chapters or which of the contents of the chapters was particularly surprising and maybe new for you in your own practice? You know, I really love Emily Francis's chapter on your body's wisdom. 
I really am drawn to discussion around like the emotions stored in our muscles or just the history that's stored in ourselves. Like all of that kind of discussion really fascinates me. And Emily is so good at getting into that type of material. She's a massage therapist as well. And so she has a lot of background and ex- and knowledge in pinpointing what is stored in our muscles and what is stored in our bodies. Every time I read her material, I worked on her past books with her as well. But it's every resource that I see that she contributes to or that she writes, there's always new information that I, I that's revealed to me um, that I wasn't aware of before and that I'm just so fascinated by. And so that's one chapter that I would highlight of personal interest, um, just because I'm it's something that I may perhaps because I'm also a massage therapist and energy worker, those insights are just really, really helpful for me. Sorry to interrupt you, but just to mention for the audience that even though this is like just one chapter of, I don't know, about 20 pages, I suppose, there's like a full body chart in there, which kind of includes kind of like different muscles and body parts in terms of like how they're related to your and you may be related to your emotional responses and what to potentially pay attention to. So I just wanted to throw that in because I also love that chapter a lot. And that's actually what I was going to say was I was going to mention that chart and just how intriguing that is. I love seeing that kind of information. The other thing that I was I wouldn't say totally surprised, like surprised, like like I didn't expect it, but just the amount of practices that are that make up the entire book is really awesome to see. I might have expected like, oh, there's one practice per chapter, but in a lot of instances, there's multiple practices that are breaking down that particular chapter's topic in different ways and how it can be applying it or making use of that information, which is just so helpful. Yes. So definitely more than 12, 12 methodologies, yeah. way more than 12 methodologies. Yeah. <laughs> and also, but also kind of like, it's very interesting to see as you kind of like move through these different styles also, because you have 12 different chapters of 12 different authors that have all totally different styles in terms of like their approach and writings, how there's still so much kind of like how much how there may still be so much interconnection between mm-hmm. this work, how these modalities are all beautifully combinable in a way they can be beautifully combined they're not exclusive that's what I love about all of these practices is that we can pick and choose what kind of fits into our life at that time and it may change and I think that's that book offers a beautiful alleyway in terms of like what works for me right now and that may change and I might combine something else or I might something may not work right now for me but it may work in a year or two years so it's kind of creating your own personalized practice based based on just kind of picking what works for you here and there. Yes. And also like throughout the day, what does that mean for me throughout the day? There's a practice that may be useful in the beginning of the day and there's a practice that may change towards the end of the day and again like you're talking about sleep and then kind of like aromatherapy comes also in in terms of like what kind of like aromatherapy may be helpful at the end of a day and what may be kind of like stimulated and stimulating and energizing what may be healing so again all of this is kind of like not strangely but but it is interrelated (laughs) so I just wanted to mention before we close that Angela has several gifts and offerings for you. So first of all, I definitely wanted to refer all of you to her website, AngelaAnn.Wixsite.com. Is that correct? It's AngelaAnn.Wix.com forward slash arts. Oh, yeah. 
And then, or if that's too complicated, people can just Google my name, Angela Wick, and it'll come up. <laughs> and then on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Angela A. Wick. Angela A. Wicks on Facebook and Instagram. Check out her website. There's various kind of offerings, events, her books and her writings. Also, Angela has offered us a potential discount code. Yes. So if you go to Llewellyn.com, that's L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N.com, and you enter the code WIX2024, so that's W-I-X-2024, you can get 20% off of this book, Finding Your Calm, or my other two books, The Secret Psychic and Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns. And that runs through the end of February. So since it's a leap year, it's actually going to run for an extra day. So it goes through February 29th. Sure, you check out this. It's actually exactly three weeks from today. It's February 8th today. So it's in exactly three weeks. This coupon code expired. expires. Let's make sure you log on to Llewellyn.com. Create an account for to use your coupon code WIX, all capitals, 2024. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to mention about your practice, about your offerings? I just want to wish them peace and finding their authentic selves. That's really the heart of what all of my materials are about. With Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns, I'm looking through the lens of the archetype of the unicorn and finding your own self, reconnecting with the heart of who you are and finding your joy and authentic expression. And in The Secret Psychic, it's all about just right in the subtitle, it says embracing the magic of subtle intuition, natural spirit communication, and your hidden spiritual life. Really, I want people to know who they are at their core and connect with themselves and really feel at peace with who they are. So and find their their skills, their joys. Thank you, Angela. And I also want to mention that Angela is also creating some beautiful artwork, as I became aware of. Again, check out her website as beautiful paintings, textiles, illustrations. She takes, I think, commissions, commissions as well. Do check out all of her offerings. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation today, Angela, and for your uh, offerings and for your gifts today. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So wishing you all the best. And with that, we close today's show. Thank you all to all the listeners for tuning in with us today. We'll be back here with you next week for our next show. Thank you so much. 